You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Pastor David. Yes, it's just me again. Yep. Just just us. (laughs) Wow. Nobody else. Sounds really exciting. It is. It is. I mean, people are probably really excited to hear from us. Yeah, yeah, you get too many people on these, and it gets confusing. It does. All those voices. Yes, yes. Um, So today we... Are actually kind of going back to our regular format of kind of diving a little bit deeper into the sermons, um, just because I know there's a lot more to cover than mm-hmm. what you're able to on Sunday mornings. And so, right now we are smack dab in the middle of a sermon series called Hashtag Real Life, talking about um, God's plan for community. And I say smack dab in the middle question mark yes because i still don't know how long this series is going to last it's and just going to be a surprise for ne- everyone neither do i it's a surprise for me <laughs> we're just letting the holy spirit that's right lead. that's right yeah yes i need more of that in my life actually yeah, probably I'm, so and i probably need more structure but i <laughs> i feel like i'm doing well by this we're is going in a to series be a good work partnership david <laughs> i can just feel it. it's going to be great for both of us um so i love this sermon series because i mean anyone that really knows me um knows like i am really passionate about the local church mm-hmm. because this is how like scott and i were really saved mm-hmm. um and so it's a big deal. Um, yep. It's God's plan A for um, his people to um, come to know him and come into relationship with him and then live out the way he wants us to live, which is in community. Yep, um, exactly. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, me too. I mean, just even looking at kind of the outline of what we're going to, I mean, it's, it's it's all extremely important topics, like all of it. Yes. And it should actually excite us. I, it's unfortunate when people hear talking about local church and it's more of a, oh, you yeah. know, kind of that. And it's unfortunate because it just shows a, a misconception yeah. on what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because Jesus loved the church and we want to love the things that Jesus loves. And so they go together. They go hand in hand. Um, The church is the bride. Exactly. That's what Jesus was building. Um, And so I know that um, I think sometimes coming from the pastor or from people that are in the church, like especially staff, it can maybe feel or sound a little self-serving yeah. when we say how important the local church is. But I guarantee and I, I promise you that that is not the case, yeah. <laughs> that this really is um, God's plan. We see it in scripture. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, um, I have some resources that if you remind me at the end of our podcast that I can share and then I can share them in our show notes of um, so you don't have to take our word for it, but be reading about this, Mm -hmm. you know, like there are so many great authors out there who are passionate about this as well. And I've learned so much um, about why the local church is important to Mm -hmm. myself. Um, And so I just wanted to kind of start us off with a quote from um, one of my favorite authors, Megan Hill. She actually works for the Gospel Coalition. I can't remember what her official title is there, Um, but she is someone who is very passionate about the local church. She actually just released a um, children's book 
called Meg is Not Alone about um, a little girl that accidentally gets left at church because <laughs> her parents, you know how life is, it's yeah. busy. But all the people in church that cared for her while she waited for one of her parents to come back to pick her up and just that community mm-hmm. that we have here, this safe, this safe place. Um, so she says, the church is not a human invention. The church is established by Christ, protected and nourished by Christ, governed by Christ, and exists for the glory of Christ. Because of this, the church is not optional. The church is fundamental to the identity of everyone who belongs to Christ. Um, and, and when we say church, I guess we should maybe clarify a little bit mm-hmm. because um, one of the things I want to tackle as we talk today is kind of a little bit of the difference between the local church and the universal church, because I think that can get a little hairy and, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. first question I want to ask is why is it important to commit and belong to a local body of believers? Um, and then I want to look at two pretty common like Mm -hmm. things that we hear like myths I guess or arguments um one is that God doesn't care if I go to church and and when I say that I mean like the local church because you know with technology there's podcasts there's live streaming other churches around the country there's um you know all these resources online that we have and they are great I access them I use them all the time but not in as a mm-hmm. replacement mm-hmm. for the local church. So with all of that, can't we just, you know, be part of the universal mm-hmm. church and still be good? The other one I want to tackle is um, church hurt. Is yeah. I've been hurt by the church, so, like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with it kind of thing. So let's go ahead and start at the top. Um, why is it important to commit and belong to a local body of believers? And then we can kind of tackle mm-hmm. the, the arguments there. Well, that could be our entire podcast right there, honestly, because uh, there's so much that we could talk about with that. But I'll, I'll just start with this. First, it's expected. I mean, we, we are, you already said it, but um, the Bible is extremely clear on the expectations to be uh, part of a body of believers uh, living life together, uh, seeking and worshiping God together, bringing glory to God together. And, and someone might say, well, show me in Scripture where that says that. Well, I mean, Hebrews, of course, tells us, you know, don't stop, don't stop meeting together like as mm-hmm. someone in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. So that's a place in scripture we can look at. But I would challenge us to um, stop reading the Bible like it's written to an individual. And so what I mean by that yeah. is when you read scripture, um, the entirety of scripture is clear on this because the Old Testament wasn't, that was written to a nation. Mm-hmm. That was written to a group of people, like a, a unified group of people. And then the New Testament is written to the church. So when you read scripture and it says things like, you know, like Paul's writing, and he says, and you... He's not saying individually. He is, but he's like right. in the context of all of you. Right. And, and so unfortunately, we in, in Western culture, we, we read scripture through the lens of an individual, mm-hmm. thinking that it only pertains to me. But he's saying, no, this pertains to you in the larger group of the church. So if you look at the entirety of scripture, it is extremely clear that it's not written to you as an individual. Right. It's written to people doing life together, yeah. written to that, that brought together. Um, and then when you get down to it more as the individual, when you look at scripture and just understanding, uh, and looking at the Christian life, it is, and, and this is, some people might push back on this, but it, it is this clear. It is impossible to grow in your faith and to live out your faith in isolation, yep. right? Because there are so many one another statements 
in Scripture, in the New Testament alone, that you cannot in good conscience sit there and say, I can be a strong, good, growing Christian apart from other people. It, it's, it's absolutely impossible. Um, the, the expectations you know, of that. And, and so when I think about why it's, it's important to be committed and part of the local church is when you take that, that if I want to grow in my faith, we have to start understanding that it's within the context of the church, the local church, where we as Christians specifically live out the expectations of our new life in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if I am not in community with people, I cannot learn to grow in grace, in mercy, in love, in forgiveness, in service, submission, obedience. All of these elements of the Christian life mm -hmm. are lived out in our relationship with one another. And, and, and so if I refuse to be part of that, I'm not putting myself in the God-given gift to grow in these things. You know, I can't learn to show mercy to people unless I am in close proximity and yeah. relationship to have moments where I have to learn what it means to show mercy. I can't learn what it is to deny myself unless I'm in the context of it's not about me. And, and I'm you have to learn that in the local church. Yeah. So the local church, even with all of its problems and issues and struggles, is actually the gift to teach us to be more like Jesus, mm -hmm. like to live out that life. Yeah. And to neglect that is, is to not put ourselves you know, in, that, in that mode, in that place, in that gift. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that, that's and, – and unfortunately the reason, you know, again – we, we, it's that individualistic mentality. Like yeah. it's easy to make church an option because I've made my faith about me. Mm -hmm. And again, that's something we have to challenge because that, that church yeah. teaches me. It's not about me. Um, of course I'm going to come and want to receive and be blessed yeah, and sure. be uplifted. I'm going to receive, yeah. but it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It was never about me. Mm -hmm. And that's what the church teaches us when we submit to it yeah. and we live in it. So, um, and, and again, when you talk about the universal church, you know, you have those people, you know, of course you can follow them. Well, I'm part of the bigger church. Yes. And we'll get into that more as we go through the questions, but I'll just throw it out now just quickly is like, that's great. But again, it's an excuse to keep me from things like accountability yeah. and responsibility. Okay. You're part of the universal church, but how are you using the gifts that God has given you? How are you serving? Yeah. How are you giving yourself to other people? You know, it's mm -hmm. just like, but I'm part of this bigger thing. So, Okay. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about someone who maybe says the local church isn't for me. I'm doing great. I've got all these resources at my hand. I'm growing. Yeah. You know, and I, I totally relate to that because I am a uh, knowledge seeking person just by nature. I'm naturally curious about things and I want to learn about things. And so, you know, between even if you are attending church, mm -hmm. like say you are coming to church most of the time, but you're not plugged in or, or nobody knows you mm -hmm. really. Um, you know, I could, I could easily do that where I come receive what I want to receive on Sundays, go home. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm reading my Bible. I'm, I'm reading other books that are helping me understand the word of God, things like that and feel like I'm doing just fine. But I tell you what, and I, I've probably said this before on the podcast, but 
I think the, the way that God has grown me personally through being part of the church here is, is through relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that knowledge stuff is great, but mm-hmm. if we're not actually putting it to practice mm-hmm. or living it out, I'm not saying I am perfect at this because we both know yeah. <laughs> I am not. And it yeah. is something I'm still struggling with and working on. And it's hard, you know, because mm-hmm. pe- people are hard to, yeah, especially when they don't see eye to eye with you or... You don't feel like they have, you know, the empathy from where you're coming from, whatever. Like, it's very difficult. But this is where, um, this part of my life is where God has really, really grown me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, one of the thoughts when you're talking about, like, just consuming all of this stuff outside of the, the context mm-hmm. of the church. Um, the thought that pops in my head is it's... it's it's a poor spiritual diet because mm-hmm. I can ingest anything I want to, and there's Absolutely. no pushback on whether it's biblical, mm-hmm. on whether it's correct. I mean, it's interesting sometimes when, and I've even fallen into this, where you'll hear somebody say the different people they listen to, and you have to sit there, and if you know them well, and like not the person, but you know the people they're listening to, you have this moment of like, you do realize they come from different points yeah. of view, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, but I love it. It's so good. It's sure. it's, and and. I, Kind of what even what you're saying is is if I'm pulling in all this knowledge, knowledge is great, mm-hmm. learning is great, yep. pulling in all these resources is great. But Paul says it: if I have all the knowledge in the world, but I have not love, yeah, what's it worth? Yeah. And somebody, if you're listening, you know, and you're saying, "Well, I love," but you have to be in the context to give that love away, mm-hmm. and that's the church. Yeah, your not just knowledge. The people you like exactly, yes. and that's the other beautiful thing about yeah. the church. And I said, I think I said it this Sunday, uh, is. The church is not supposed to be made up of the people that make you comfortable. Right. It, it's supposed to be everybody from every walk of life, mm-hmm. from from the people that you look at. I have nothing in common with you, yep. but at least you can say, "But I have Jesus." Yeah. That's the point. And and unfortunately, we 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 gather with the people that are most similar to us. Mm-hmm. I I do. I mean, I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the church wasn't meant to be that. The church was, you know, that's the beauty of the early church. I mean, it wasn't just, can I relate to you? It was people that I have hostility towards you. Yeah. And we have to let that go. I mean, just think about the disciples. Yeah. And how different they were. <laughs> yeah. Imagine when, you know, they brought like Matthew, Matthew into it. Yeah. 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 Hey, here's the tax collector. And, the you know, there was the disciples yeah. are like, we hate that guy. Yeah. We despise him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, so again, there's the, there's that poor spiritual diet in the sense of you're just consuming what you want. You're just you're, you're yeah the things that you agree with. Yes, yes, yeah. and and mm-hmm. again, that's the unfortunate and it, and that's the other thing. Again, going back to that knowledge, seek knowledge, but that knowledge was not meant to just bless you. Right, it's meant to flow through you to bless others, yeah. which is a core of what we say as a church. We are conduits of these mm-hmm. things. And when we refuse to be part of the church where God can pour into us so we can pour out into others, we're, we're not doing it right. Right. Because we're not the conduits that he wants us to be. Um, and, and going back to that, you know, I'm not part of the church, but because some people might be hearing this or, or know people that are like this, like, well, I'm not connected with church, but I have this group of Christian friends. That was going to be my next thing that, I went to. Yeah. yeah so I'm doing yeah. life with them. Yeah. I'm again, I'm going to say this and it's not true of all these relationships, but I think it's true of most of them. Those are great, Mm -hmm. but they're selfish. They're self-based. 
Absolutely. It's not like you guys are getting together to worship Jesus. Right. It's not like you're getting together to, what's our mission? Or to, to challenge each other and, yeah, and yeah. be in accountability when yes. saying the hard things. Like, that's not always a normal part of those organic type yes. groups. Yeah. Yes. These are the group of people that you are, com- like, they're, yeah. they're your friends. Same stage of and, life. And yeah. just because they're Christians, that does not make that the church. That's not your church. Right. If you want to make that your church, then, <clears throat> all right. Let's see God, and does he want us to start a congregation? You know, like, yeah. we're going to have a mission that we are serving, and that we're kingdom-based. Again, have Christian friends. That's great, and surround yourself with those yeah, people. But sure. that doesn't substitute the church because you're picking and choosing who's part of it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're deciding. Like, you fit our flow. You fit our comfortability. We've known each other for years. That's great. Mm-hmm. But that's not the church. Right. That, that's not substitution for the church. That's good. So. That's good. What about, um, let's talk church hurt, because yeah. I know that it is, a, it's gotten more popularity, I feel like, in the last few years, too, especially when you see places like Mars Hill and, mm-hmm. like, the abuse of power and, and some of these bigger churches. Um, but, I mean, even on our scale, we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been church hurt. You know, yeah. there are definitely times when I've felt disappointed and let down by church leadership or... Um, you know, someone making an offhand comment, like it's not like staff and, and mm-hmm. leadership is immune to this. Like it, it happens to us. Oh, and there, time. there are so many times when I've even had the thought like, well, maybe we would be better off in a, a congregation that's like this or a congregation that looks like this or the, the church is about this type of thing. But at the end of the day, I always come back to like, if I run, like, how is that edifying and and building up the the church that god has placed me in because mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's not mm-hmm. doing anyone any good i mean mm-hmm. not saying that i'm this magical gift to, <laughs> to people i mean i am let's let's be honest <laughs> but, this is why she needs to be part of the church folks <laughs> learn humility but, and <laughs> like I know that there are things I have to offer that other people don't like that. Yep. We should have that confidence that we do because that's, uh, that's yeah. why, why we're here. So, yeah. um, okay. So church hurt, let's just throw it out. Clear as day. Uh, expect it. Yep. Okay. Let's just stop pretending. Yeah. Um, so l- l- let me put it this way. Everybody just stop and think right now. Um, families been hurt by your family. Yep. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's the, Absolutely. we, we look at, we, we have to first reject Satan's temptation to say, if a church is healthy, mm-hmm. there will be no such thing as a hurt. Right. Foolishness. Right. I because mean, we're full of people who yes. are sinners. Exactly. We're not per. We never yeah, will be. I'm sure I've hurt people. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't say that to, to to discredit the the pain or the hurt or to say you know, but we have to at least enter into that. You're yeah. gonna when you had children. You, if you, <laughs> if you foolishly thought that they were never going to tear your heart apart at some point in time. Didn't we all think that? Uh, no, I knew what I was like. Oh. I, I knew, you know, I, I did. I just, I, I thought my kids were going to love me and well, like, you know, call me blessed, you know, yeah, all those, are they? All those just, Proverbs 31 things, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, doesn't say this, they'll say it all the time. At least, yeah. you know. And, and so I, I think we need to understand that because, um, I see, okay, there are people that have wounds in their families and those families tear apart. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that when, when our families hurt us, we're still devoted to our families. Mm-hmm. Like we don't give up on families, parents that don't give up on their kids, kids, you know, like, 
and I think we need to take that same mentality within to the church is not looking for, oh, you hurt me, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Because again, as you said, we're selfish. We can we can have bad days yeah. and we can do foolish things. We can and, and we can hurt on purpose and we can hurt unintentionally. So I think we need to understand that. So mm-hmm. um and, and the other thing I would say is I would almost be surprised if a person ever came that's been in a church for a long time and didn't legitimately say, I have church hurts. Right. I would almost be like, are you doing this right? <laughs> you are know, you interacting with people at all? Yeah, exactly. It's like, are you, because as soon as you start serving and, and you're, and you're with each other, there's going to be those moments where yeah. you're, you're going to wound each other and you're going to hurt one another. And again, I go back to what I said before. Church hurts are not like, we shouldn't seek for church hurt. Right. But again, church hurts are the avenue that God teaches us to live out the gospel, mm-hmm. forgiveness, mercy, grace, you know, like submission. Yeah. Uh, I want to bless you instead of curse you. Everything Jesus, it's to live the life of Jesus mm-hmm. is when somebody wounds us is instead of I'm done, rely on your relationship to Jesus. Say, okay, Jesus, I need you to flow through. Yeah. How do I show grace? How do I show mercy? How do I still send a hand of forgiveness? Um, and I think we forget that because, again, we look at Christians as you should know better. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we probably should. Mm-hmm. But still doesn't mean that, you know, I should know better when I lose my temper with my kids. Yeah. I still do it. But we do. We, we just are human. And exactly. Stupid things. Yes. Stupid things. Yeah. Uh, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, and they were actually talking about the church. And um, one of the gentlemen on there said, we have to see the church through the lens of the New Testament, not through experience. Mm. And I thought that was so good and, and so true because like, if we look at the New Testament, there, it's like the whole thing is basically letters to the church yeah. or church leaders. Um, you know, seven churches get letters in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Like um, we see so much evidence in the new testament for a local gathering of people that you know because people are named we people are counted so we we know that this is how it's meant to be yeah Yeah. when you say that this is the first and i know it's not right what we're talking about but it made me kind of smile internally is this imagine when those churches and revelations got those letters Mm -hmm. and imagine the people that weren't devoted to be there Mm -hmm. like they were connected but they don't make it a point and i'm just i'm smiling to myself because i'm sure when they got the letter of revelation like it was like it riled those church. It had to. It was like this is oh my god, what is this? And then you got the people that are like off on the sidelines and, and they're kind of hearing whispers and they're like, what's, what's going on? What's going on? And I can see because sometimes you have that in offense. You know, yeah. people get offended by that. Oh, yeah. Like, how come I didn't know about this? Were you here? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And we live in a culture, unfortunately. And this is why church church is getting worse. I think is we live in a culture that almost tells us constantly, find a reason to be offended. Mm-hmm. Find a reason that yeah. you were mistreated. Yep. I, I still go back to, I remember being a little kid and this hitting, this just stuck with me. Even when I was a little kid <laughs> watching Phil Donahue, anybody remembers when Phil Donahue had his show. Yeah. And I remember still as a little kid watching that. And it was an entire episode of people not taking responsibility. My parents screwed me up. Oh, Sure. And I still remember that yeah. because I even fell into that because then I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, let me. And, and we have generations that have grown up with that as the message. Yeah. Find the reason to be offended mm-hmm. and that you got shortchanged. Sure. Yep. And again, hurt happens. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. But 
we have to fight that mentality. It's, and it's hard. It is. It is super hard. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I love about, you know, you think about Paul writing into the churches, as you said, and writing. You got to remember, Paul's writing to people that were like, he doesn't deserve to be an apostle. And he's still showing mm-hmm. them love and teaching. I mean, church hurt. I mean, imagine that being Paul that's like fighting and suffering for the church. And then there's people that are saying, you have no right. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I think I, I'm trying to think, and I hopefully don't butcher it, but I read in a book one time, like, um, the discernment that, that, um, equips us to see God's goodness in the world, despite its brokenness is the same discernment that, um, equips us to see the good in the church, Mm. despite its brokenness, Mm -hmm. because the church is broken too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it, it's just a fact. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So church, church, I would just end with it. Expect it. And, and again, not that it's not still going to hurt and we have to deal with it, mm-hmm. but as Christians, let's start positioning ourselves as if it's going to happen, I'm going to focus on how I choose to respond to it mm-hmm. in a Christ honoring way yes. versus being upset that it happened in the first place. Yeah. Oh man. So, That's so hard, David. It is extremely hard. <laughs> I do. I am. I fight with it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because For I want to, sure. I want to get angry at other people. Yeah. And, you know, because it feels good, and then yeah. you get people on your side, and yeah. they rally with you. <laughs> exactly. Why everybody's horrible? I mean, I wouldn't know what that's like, but you know. Um, so, so what does it look like to commit and belong to a local church? Um. So one of the things in a perfect I, world. In a, in, a perfect, <laughs> in a perfect world. Well, go find that perfect church. <laughs> That we all know exists somewhere. But what's the saying? Uh, You know, as soon as you find the perfect church, as soon as you join it, it's no longer perfect. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Which is the reality of it is. um, So when I think about committing to a church, I I believe that there's uh, specific things when you find a local body that God is calling you to be part of. Mm -hmm. You're committing to some very specific things. Um, You're committing to the mission of that church. Like, what is this church trying to accomplish? Like, I commit to this. Like, this this resonates with me. And, of course, every church should be trying to reach people for Jesus and all that. But we do it in different ways. So, you know, you mm-hmm. find the place where God's saying, I can use you here. And you're committed to that. You're, I'm sold out for what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm committed to that. Um, but you're also committed to, you know, the commitment is not to, in my opinion, it's not, I'm not committing to ministry. Meaning, oh, I like your children's ministry. That's why I'm committed here. Right. Or I like the music here. I'm committed to that. Mm-hmm. Or the preaching or the pastor. I'm committed to that. Mm-hmm. Those are all the worst things to commit yep. to because they're going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are going to change. Mm, that's good. Yeah. What you're I committing mean, we to. I mean, not know firsthand or anything. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everybody right now, like, you know, <laughs> as you hear this. Um, but what you're ultimately committing to is you're also com- you're committing to mission and you're committing to those people. Yes. It's the yes. people you're committing to. Like you are looking in the face of one another and saying, mm-hmm. we're going to do this together. Yep. I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. Mm-hmm. Because then when those moments happen that we're tempted to run away, mm-hmm. it's, but I'm, I'm, but these are my people. Yeah. Not, you know, oh, I'm mad because they changed the way they do the, what downstairs for my kids. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. And I don't agree with it. Sure. Okay. I can express that and I can. But it's the people. Yeah. Like those are the little things. Yeah. At the end of the day. They are because they're going to change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you think, I mean, not saying this is going to happen, but if tomorrow our building burnt down, mm-hmm. guess what? Our ministry is changing drastically. Right. 
right? Like children's ministry is changing drastically. Mm-hmm. Guess we're all moving into the well, Shauna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we got that. Yeah. Um, but you know, m- the music is going to change drastically. Like things are going to change. Yeah. And we not, we we can go through that because we're committed to mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not yeah. the thing; it's the people. Yeah. Um, so those are really two big ones, you know yeah. that that I think we need to look to, yeah, because that's commit. That's what I'm committing to. Sure, I think that's why it's so hard sometimes when people leave, you know, regardless of what yeah. the reason is, because I. I mean, I look at those people as my part of my family, and so it's it's hard and it, it's sad. Yeah. Um, is there ever a uh, time when it's biblical to leave a church? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the top two are this. When God's calling to use you someplace else, mm-hmm. okay, and that's for a legitimate reason. That's, right. Hey, I need you Not over here. Not a preference Not a preference. Like, you, you know you're being called mm-hmm. to, this is where I need you. And this is where I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, it's just if the church is unbiblical. Sure. Now, again, that's not church hurt. Right. Again, I want to say that because it's like, oh, you're hurting me. You're unbiblical. <laughs> yeah. How we handle that yeah. becomes an issue. But that's not the reason. Unbiblical is you are not preaching the gospel. You're not mm-hmm. preaching the word of God. You are preaching actually what goes against God. Yeah. Um, when it becomes not Christ-focused, Christ-centered word centered, then yeah, you, you should, yep. I don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. This is not where I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in those moments, I would say, don't rush to that conclusion mm-hmm. because I would say maybe you are there because God's saying, stand for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like be a, 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 an, a, a servant of change. And then even if it doesn't happen there, there could come a time where he says, okay, I'm okay. I need you someplace else, but mm-hmm. don't use that as an automatic yeah. route. Um, but those would be my top two. I don't see a lot of other reasons Um, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we leave because, well, you're not giving me what I need here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, maybe that's God saying step up and let's try to make something different happen. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm not being fed here. Yeah. That's a common one. I'm going to say this with all grace. Stop it. Because, (laughs) you know, maybe your role in that moment, let's say you have Mm -hmm. matured. Maybe your role in that moment is to not be the one like, seeking being fed on a Sunday morning, you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be the one feeding. Yeah. Right. We got to stop that. And really, I mean, not, not to say that that's not a valid like Mm -hmm. feeling to have or whatever, but I think if you are um, studying the word of God Mm -hmm. on your own time and just saturating yourself in that Sunday morning, isn't going to make or break you and feel like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for me, if I'm feeling like, oh, well, this sermon series isn't really doing it for me, or I don't really like, you know, this topic or whatever it is, or this style of preaching or whatever, like, to be honest, Sunday morning is a very small part of what I'm learning, you Mm -hmm. know, as far as that type of stuff goes. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, those those moments where discontentment in a church, again, might Mm -hmm. be God trying to motivate you to step up. So as an example, I've heard this so many times in my life, and I know it's true for myself. When I started stepping into teaching, and again, this isn't saying to be a teacher, but when you have a responsibility to learn, to be able to teach to somebody else, man, your growth, Mm -hmm. because now you're you're seeking it. So Mm -hmm. again, that's not saying you have to preach or be a teacher, but okay, maybe God's making you discontent because he's saying, Okay, I need you to start discipling somebody. Mm-hmm. So step it up. Yep. Start feeding yourself. 
so that you can help feed somebody else yeah. instead of sitting there like, I'm yeah. not getting what I used to get. Well, you're not supposed to. Right. That's part of growth. Well, and it kind of goes like with our, our children's programming and our youth programming. Like that, that's not, shouldn't be our kids' primary mm-hmm. discipling. You know, like it's great and it's necessary and it's um, like, the, that's an important area of ministry, but primary discipleship should be happening at home. And that's the yeah. same with us. Yeah. The, yeah. What we're learning at church is amazing and awesome. And I'm, I'm very thankful for it. And I always am learning something, yeah. but you know, my primary growth in that area I'm doing on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And one of my notes I wrote with that also is, is simply this, what does it mean to commit and belong to the local church? And I think all of us have expectations on what we want to see the church be. Sure. And that's Absolutely. where I do. You do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where sometimes our struggle comes to belong because mm-hmm. if we're not meeting those expectations. So I say this again, this is why we're brought together. Mm-hmm. If you have expectations and you feel like the church is not meeting those expectations, it's not it's, your responsibility is not to get frustrated. It's supposed mm-hmm. to help the church maybe get to that expectation. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not pouring into right. it getting there, then I that's the struggle with it. It's it's not it's not you just sit there and, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is this is why we have to stop seeing the church as the um the thing that we attend. Yeah. versus what we're part of. So the example would be if I go to a restaurant and their food does not meet my expectation, mm-hmm. my mindset is not going to be, well, I better get a job here so I can help <laughs> them reach my expectation. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people view the church. Mm-hmm. I come here to consume. Mm-hmm. And if it's not meeting my expectation, then I'm going to go find, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go find something that's going to meet my expectation. Right. But if you're going to belong to a church, it's, hey, I see that there are ways we can do better. I'm going to get in there mm-hmm. and try to help us get better. Yeah. So that's, that's the other, that's what it yeah. means to commit and belong. Like I'm taking ownership of this. Yes. That's good. You know, so what's the danger in not belonging to a specific local congregation? You're just like, you're doing your own thing. You have your group of Christian friends, Yeah. but you're, you're not fully committed to, yeah. to the local body or gosh, do I even dare say you're just here? Mm hmm even just part-time but not plugged in? Well, I mean, that's that can be part of it, yeah. you know, just, you know. Um, well, uh, I would say the danger is is you are living, and, and if you feel that's, that's God-honoring and, and you're, you're in a, you're being deceived. Mm-hmm. You're, you're legitimately in a, in a spirit of deception. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that, I say that as that's concerning. Yeah. You know, it's, it's because again, if you look back at the entirety of what we've been talking about, that's not the way God wants it. So if you feel like that's like, God's happy with where I'm at. No, he's not Mm -hmm. because the, but you know, Christ gave his life for the church. He loves the church. He, Mm -hmm. and, and I've always thought about it this way. I, it's hard for me to see a person having a good relationship with Jesus and saying, I love Jesus, but not his church. You can't love the head and not the body, yep. right? That you can't do that. that that's separating the two. Yep. And, and so again, I say that not as a, a judgment, but it's that deception part. There's something has deceived you to think that that is that Christ is up there saying, yeah, you're doing, man, I'm so happy that you are rejecting that the local church because you, you get it. Like they are so messed up. <laughs> And you get it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and so, um, and so I would say two of the dangers, and this is where the deception comes is two of the dangers are, um, 
one, your life is going great. And sometimes that's like, oh man, when I was part of the church, I was just, it was hard. It was like, Mm -hmm. there's church hurt and all of that. And I, again, that's tough. That's fighting for Mm -hmm. your faith and living it out. But when Satan can isolate us, he's going to leave you alone. Yep. He's going to be like, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone and life's going to be great. And and you're going to sit there and that's, and unfortunately we'll sit there and say, oh, this is the blessing I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to, Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. I don't don't have have to give my time and, and yeah, yeah, I can sleep in on Sunday morning and not have to do that. Yeah. And I, oh, I don't have to get that extra time to serve for that, that ministry. That person isn't going to annoy me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's part of the deception is yeah. is we see ease of life sometimes as, oh, see, God's blessing yeah. me. That's not necessarily the case. That's Satan leaving you alone because he's like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I want That's where I want you. Um, another, you know, the danger of it is, is you're alone. Who are you going to rely on when... Mm-hmm. You know, when, when it does finally happen. Yeah. And, and this is another one of those church hurts is where you have people that if they're disconnected and then everything falls apart and then they're like, why ain't people supporting me? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you kind of reject, you know, you left. Yeah. And that's not saying, yeah. you know, we shouldn't still try to help, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot easier when you're invested and involved mm-hmm. and, and when and things known. go bad. Yeah. And known. Um, for people to step in and support yeah, you. Not, not, and I don't say known like a popularity contest, but you're invested in people's mm-hmm. lives so they know you, whether it's through life groups or serving alongside someone else in the church. Like, you know, a lot of times I, I hear people are like, well, this is going on, but no one's reached out or did it, you know, or no one knows this is, well, we don't know what it's going on because you, no one knows. Nobody knows, yeah. Yeah, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, one of the... We actually talked about Jackie Hill Perry on our, mm-hmm. was it our last podcast? Yep. And we talked about books and the stuff. Books. And um, she actually said once, um, do you know who God used to heal my church hurt? Hmm. The church. Hmm. And like, it's so simple, but it's so, so true. Yeah. And I mean, this is kind of like our foretaste of heaven here mm-hmm. with these imperfect people. And um, yeah, it's just. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, one of the, and I, the danger also of not being involved is the church is losing out by you not being invested yes. and involved. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing we have to look at this also is mm-hmm. you're missing out, but then the church is also missing out yeah. because if God has said, this is where I want you. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not involved and invested, we're not receiving, like, we're not benefiting for how God has designed you, equipped yeah. you, made you, yeah. and is calling you to live out, you know. And, and so that's why when you mention, like, our youth and children's ministry, I know one of the things that, you know, Shauna and Steph will say at times is that struggle to mm-hmm. try to find um, volunteers. Yeah. And I get it, but I, I, I sit here and I think about that, and let's say you're part of our church and, and you're here, but you're not giving, right? I struggle to, to say, oh, you're missing out on how God's going to use you. Mm-hmm. And then also the people that he's going to use you to minister to. So I think about that is, is how many people maybe God is, is stirring to say, Hey, go volunteer some way with our kids are missing out. Yeah. Our youth are missing out. Yeah. Life groups are missing out with you not being there. Sunday morning's missing out. I mean, let, let's just put it this way. Everybody listening has probably been in churches where you're in a full congregation and you're worshiping and it uplifts you. 
versus a, a, a small like oh it's not as power even in that like we're missing out your voice mm-hmm. when it's not here it, we're missing out yeah there's so many blessings by our involvement mm-hmm. that you are you are blessing the people around you just by being a part part of it yeah. and 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 participating yeah so it's not just what you're missing mm-hmm. it's what we're missing by god yeah. not using you the way he wants to yep so that's good that's good um so some resources i would recommend one we is actually on our resource table um mm-hmm. it's called rediscover church why the body of christ is essential that's this is a really good one um Growing Together um, is actually, it, it's a little bit more about mentorship, mm-hmm. um, but still there's there's a section on church. Um, this is really good. I actually worked through this with um, a young lady last summer, um, and it's, it's just a really good um, conversation starter too, I think, um, but really just about relationships mm-hmm. and how important those are. Um, a Place to Belong, Learning to Love the Local Church uh, by Megan Hill. This is a really good one. All of these are on my bookshelf too, if anyone wants to borrow. <laughs> Um, and then Love Your Church by Tony Merida. This is this is great. Eight great things about being a church member. Um, they're actually, they just released a three-book series. Um, Tony's one of the authors, and then there's two other authors, and they've kind of, they broke it down to like welcome, gather, belong, I think, or something like that. Um, but lots of great resources. It's good to hear it from people that aren't, you know, in your yeah. church leadership sometimes too. And like I said, you're welcome to borrow any of these off my shelf if yeah. you want. Do you have any off the top of your head that you Off the top of my head was one that really hit me is um, Diedrich Bonhoeffer has a book called Life mm-hmm. Together. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard and, of that. Yep. and it's an excellent, I mean, is all, that long? No, okay. it's not very long at all. He kind of intimidates me. I've never read any of his stuff. Yeah, it's it's deep. Okay. It's deep. Yeah. Um, but the reason I, I would recommend it again is because here's a guy that left the safety of America to go back mm-hmm. into empowering the local church in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Because he knew, like God said, I need you here. Yeah. And, and empowering leadership in the local, you know, and mm-hmm. to fight what's happening, the evil. So... When you think about the context of his ministry and yeah, then his words, that's good. I mean, it, it is a very good book. So All right. I would throw that one out and there. And so, so this Sunday, what are we talking about? So this Sunday, we're going to be uh, talking. We're going to be talking about how we're responsible for one another. Okay. Right. It, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the crux of it. Sure. Um, but we're going to look at it where we are called in Scripture and Romans to be devoted to one another. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. And that there's a responsibility there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about how there's specific ways that we are to live responsible. And it all kind of is birthed out of, you know, um, am I my brother's keeper? Ooh. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But let's define what that looks like, yeah. right? I can't mm-hmm. own other people's lives, mm-hmm. but there's a responsibility that we have to one another in community. So yeah. um, oh, that's what we're going to focus on. Awesome. Thanks for listening.